God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labors. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvarywayrevivallabors at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. Amen. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Father, we ask you to keep showing us your way of overcoming the enemy called self. Let your light shine again on our hearts. Let us receive your help in victory over self in the name of Jesus. One of the major keys to having permanent victory over self is to experience his practical death, which was already accomplished by Jesus on the cross. The denial of self couldn't have been possible if not that Christ took it to the cross and crucified it with himself. In other words, the basis, the foundation for the denial of self is the crucifixion of it with Christ on the cross. I want us to quickly read Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. From verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? What is the answer? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Victory over sin is as a result of self dying to sin. Verse 6 Knowing this, that our old man, that's our self, I think some versions say our old self. is crucified with Christ, with him. 
that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin henceforth what is this scripture talking about Romans 6 verses not this one on the screen knowing this that is when Christ was hanging on the cross he was hanging there on the cross with our old man with ourself with our flesh he was crucified that was what Paul also repeated in that verse Galatians 2 20 say I am crucified with Christ when Christ died I died also So, the truth is that the death of self has been accomplished at the cross. And it is based on that that we can deny self and it will work. You know, some sense in the Old Testament that attempted denying self they did not succeed they didn't succeed one of them is david there was one shimei that was casting stone on him you know when he was being chased away by absalom and abishai said why would this dead dog be insulting you O king is it because of what please allow me let me go over and just cut off his head and i'll bring the head to you just permit me Abishai is such a person that he won't even fight with you. Just cut off your hair and bring. And David said, leave him alone. If you look at what David did there, it's like he denied himself. Only to read further, when he was about to die, he called Solomon and said, remember how um, Shimei insulted me, so make sure you deal with him. Did they really deny himself? They didn't succeed. Because they, you can, it is only the cross, what happened at the cross that made it possible for us. That it can be done well. Moses was another person that attempted it and he tried. But have you forgotten what made him not to see the promised land? There was even a record that he was the, the, the meekest man on earth. But what now happened at the point where he, he became so angry and said, you rebels, must we bring out water from the work for you? He became so angry with it. So, if he's meek, really, truly meek, he wouldn't have misbehaved at that point. That meekness was not coming from the cross. So, when God saw their struggles, he knew that there must be a foundation for this thing to Work, and that was why he included us in Christ when he was crucified, so that his death will be our death. So, when you believe in Christ, when you say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins, come into my life and be my Lord and Savior, what you are doing is that you are accepting the death of yourself because it has happened. 
And if you truly understand what happened that point, the death of yourself will be activated. It will come on. Salvation has been secured for every human being by Jesus' death. But not everybody is saved because some people have decided never to activate their salvation. And that is why anybody can be saved because everybody has been saved. So anytime somebody said, I am ready to be saved, it's possible because somebody has paid the price. Just activate your own. It becomes yours. I am crucified. That's Galatians 2. But Romans 6 verse 6 says, knowing this. So there must be a knowledge that our old man, that self, that flesh is dead. I gave us illustration yesterday about spiritual warfare. Many things that happen at the cross, eh, they are real fact and truth. But they must be executed by us that are now alive to make it totally with what happened at the cross. Let me give you example again with spiritual warfare. Colossians 2.15 said that Jesus has disarmed or spoiled principalities and powers. Making a public show of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So, at the cross, he disarmed all the principalities and powers. They were all disarmed. To disarm a soldier is to remove everything, weapon, gun, anything that he can use to walk or fight. So, he becomes a civilian. He cannot operate a weapon again. He cannot arrest. He cannot do anything again against anybody. He has been... He's just like a serpent that used to bite before. When you siphon the, the, the poison, that is something that if he introduces in a, somebody's... That's what... Or scorpion. That, poison, that is the power of the serpent. When you remove that thing in scorpion, remove that thing in serpent, it becomes empty. Just, you can even play with the serpent. Or the scorpion, and nothing will bite you. Because the power has been removed. That was what Jesus did to Satan and all his demons. All of them. You know, some of you are good in demonology. Level 66, level 999, level 21, 21, 21. How many of you like that kind of thing? It's like this principality that came to me uh, last night is in level 19, 19, 19. Because the way he entered. <laughs> No. He has disarmed what? All the witches and wizards. All the occultic spirits. All the form. He has disarmed all of them. But who will execute the disarmament so that it will correspond to what happened at the cross? It is now the believer that should stand in spiritual warfare and first of all remind them you have been disarmed. So, there's what some, I think 149 said about executing the judgment that is written. So, it is written, it has been accomplished. You have to now execute it. 
The same thing with denying self now. Denying self is based on the fact that self has been crucified. So you now have to stand on that ground and say, self, stop talking to me. I won't listen to you because you have been crucified. So you have to die. This thing that this person is doing to you is so that what happened to you at the cross will become we right. We synchronize. Verse 7 says, For he that is dead is what? Is freed from sin. Romans 6, 7. He that is dead is what? Is free from sin. What, what that means is that you can never see a dead man committing sin. It doesn't happen. Anywhere. If they are insulting a dead man, if they are accusing him falsely, if they are maybe even slapping him, or like somebody said, somebody want to harm you, who do they want to harm? A living man or a dead man? You don't threaten a dead man with death. If you do this, I will kill you. How can you kill a man that is already dead? A dead man is not afraid of accidents. Have you ever seen where they are carrying a dead corpse in an ambulance from, let's say, Abuja to the village in Imo State? And as they are going on the road, the dead corpse spoke and said, Driver, please, Jilinwayo. So that we will not have accidents. Let me just suffer the first death I, I am into. If you have accidents now and my, my body is broken into pieces, I don't know how my body will be during burial. <laughs> have you seen that kind of thing before? The person that is in the corpse is not afraid of accidents. He's dead. He's dead to accidents too. You see, when we start going into the issue of our death accomplished by Christ on the cross. Many things that you fear will vanish. Many of them. Because some of you are afraid of plane crash, afraid of accident, afraid of, uh, of attack, armed robbers, kidnappers. It could be possible that some, some people would have come for CLDR, but they are afraid of maybe one danger or the other in the road. It's possible, am I correct? Maybe some of them, when they see that you are going, they say, eh? And it's self. You know the wickedness of self. If you are going for your normal business, eh? Where you are going to get money. Will self put fear in you? Mm -hmm. It's when you want to go for the things of God that he will start giving you all kinds of preaching. That there are a lot of insecurity these days. I know one brother that wanted to come for MLDT some time ago. He said, his mother said, no, the road is very dangerous. He's supposed to come from Abuja. The road is very dangerous. He doesn't have transport money. God provided transport money to him. And he was begging the mother. The mother said, no, you can't go. The road is dangerous. And then, after a while, they have a burial in Benin, their home uh, town. 
and he want, uh, the mother wanted him to go with him. He told the mother, I can't go. Why? Insecurity. There are a lot of insecurity on the road. How can I go from Benin to... And the mother said, no, 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 no. That's, this is necessary. We need to go for this. He said, but you remember I, I asked you to release me to go for Christian program that will build my life. And you refuse because of insecurity. Has insecurity cleared? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Sometimes, you see, I was talking to a brother. He said, anytime you want to attend programs like this, his parents will be saying, eh, you don't go. Don't. I said to him, if you want to help your parents to help you, tell them to choose between you being a Christian and being a cultist. Tell them that if they stop you from attending Christian program where you are looking for God and you want to serve God, that they should meet you in a, what's the name of the letters called? V, 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 Vikings, or they should meet you as a member of Vikings. So he sat his parents down and spoke with the, to them according to the words I put in his mouth. After the discussion, the parents said, "We rather want to be a Christian than be a courtist. So from now, anytime you want to attend Christian program, you are free to." You are free to go. A dead man does not fear death. He doesn't fear accident. He doesn't respond to insult. Do you know that when they are burying a dead man, anybody can carry the dead? Anybody, including his enemy, worst enemy. Have you seen where they are carrying a dead corpse to go and bury? And suddenly, the person that was dead rose up and slapped one of the people that are carrying him. And say, you like this, he's even carrying me. Eh? Drop me. And then he will fall back again. Has it happened before? He's dead. The Bible says, we have died with Christ. Look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. Or rather, we can read from verse 1. Colossians 3, verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Everybody verse 3 together. For ye are dead, and your life is hid. Read it to your neighbor verse 3. Turn to your neighbor and read it verse 3. Say after me, neighbor. Stop thinking that you are alive. The word of God says you are dead. You see, for you are dead. Have you ever seen where people are saying, Oh God, don't let me be put to shame. Lord, I will not be put to shame. In this situation, I will not be put to shame. Have you seen that kind of thing before? 
And maybe some of us have also. Let me ask you: Can a dead man be put to shame? <laughs> it's only a living man that is always thinking about. I don't know. I don't want this thing to happen now because if it happen, I will not be able to bear the shame. Galatians chapter 5 verse 24. Galatians. Even though the Bible said the work of the flesh are manifest in verse 19 and listed it to verse 21 and then talked about the works of the Holy Spirit, uh, the fruit of the Spirit in 22 and 23. But look at the conclusion in 24. Let's read it together. I want to go. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lost. Read it from good news or um, any other version that is not King James. Uh, good news, yes. Uh-huh. Those who belong to Christ Jesus, what? Have put to death their human nature. With all its passions and desires. He didn't say that every human being has put to death their human nature. There is a set of people that have put to death their human nature. Who are those people? Those who belong to Christ. Those who are born again, truly born again. You know, there are some people I understand that might attended CLDR this year. Maybe you are not born again. Somebody invited you. You just came. You will discover that from opening charge day now, we have never given such people attention. Have you noticed that? We have not started saying, uh, repent, give your life to Christ. How many of you want to give your life to we, This meeting does not have room for such. You just have to quickly repent and adjust. Because you have, you have wasted a lot of time. A lot of time has wasted in sin. So just quickly adjust yourself and you know, run, us, run with us. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nation. They are not going to pray for the thing to be crucified. It has happened. While we are talking about putting self to death or allowing stones to kill it is because this is the basis. Now, standing on the basis, the practical becomes possible. This is the theory. When you want to perform titration in chemistry, how many of you read science in secondary school? You remember titration? Before you go to lab, to do titration, there is always a teaching on titration. Am I correct? So, the, the theory, the, the, the basis for the practical is that we are already dead. So, we stand on the fact that self is dead. And that makes it easier for us to let it practically die by people's stones. 
In fact, that's what Jesus means by take up your cross, bear your cross, bear your cross. The cross is representing all kinds of stones, insult, um, maltreatment, denial of right, everything that people does to you or do to you that are against you. They are coming as a cross to practically, that's your own cross now. Jesus has borne it. You have to bear it so that practically that self that you have denied will now die. And following Jesus becomes a, a, a reality. Go back to Romans chapter 6. In verse 11, I want us to read it from um, King James and other versions. Romans 6 verse 11. King James says, Reckon ye therefore. Get me a version that used the word consider. There's a version that used the word count. There's one that used the word consider. Romans 6 verse 11. Which version is that? Eh? NIV is count. Look for consider. Okay, but look at NIV. In the same way, count yourself dead to sin. But alive to God in Christ Jesus. I think we need to read verse 10 so that we can get it. Romans 6, 10 before 11. Verse 10 said, For in that he died, that's Christ, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Then verse 11, In the same way, likewise, the death he died, go to 10. The death he died, go to verse 10. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. 11. He now said, in the same way Christ died to sin once and lives to God. In the same way, do what? Count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Which version use consider? Amplified. New Living Translation. Where is amplified? Okay, good news is beautiful. Keep it there. In the same way, you are to what? Think of yourselves as what? Dead. So far as sin is what? But living in fellowship with God through Christ Jesus. As far as quarreling is concerned. As far as anger is concerned. As far as lust is concerned. Pornography is concerned. A dead person does not commit masturbation. Do you know why you are still struggling with pornography? You, are, you have not come to terms with this death of your old man with Christ. Count yourself. Think of your... As far as sin is concerned, how shall we that are dead to sin live in it any longer? The only way of victory over sin is not by decision. It's not by resolution. It's not by fasting and prayer. Oh, I have decided I will no longer watch pornography again. You will watch it again. I can assure you. I have decided I will no longer commit masturbation or tell lie again. 
you will do it again. The day you will stop exam or practice is not the day you decide that you will not shit in the exam as a student. The day you will stop it is the day you will realize that a dead man does not shit in the hall. So even when your neighbor is pressurizing you, telling you, please now, this is my final year, this is my life, have mercy. Are you not a Christian? Eh? When that keep coming and you remember that you are dead to exam practice, does the dead man respond? Does he talk? It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Being in a GCE exam hall some years ago, and all my neighbors, once they notice somebody who is writing, they will gather around the person. So when they gathered around me and they were saying, that guy, that guy, touch that guy. You know, as they were doing that, talking to me, I am dead to exam my practice. So I was, I didn't look. A dead man does not look. Doesn't. So I was just there concentrated on my own paper. And they were making noise. They were telling the person that was close to me, touch that guy, you know. So the thing that they now began to do, the person that was directly at my back, he now began to use his pen to do me like this. When he do me like this, I will do like this and continue writing. I never thought. <laughs> I think he was trying to test whether I have that, I'm alive. <laughs> I'm alive, I'm there. So when you do like this, you notice that I'm still alive by, by a way of living. But I can't turn, I can't respond. After the exam, there are big, big men, I was very small then. After the exam, they just gathered around me and they were furious, quarreling, wanting to beat me, and all of that. I can't cheat because I am dead to cheating. No, it's not because I have decided I will not cheat. If it's decision, sometimes pressure will come. Some of you ladies, you will see a man that is telling you, uh, let's get into a relationship. You know that what he's saying is wrong. You know that it's, it's going to lead you to sin. Initially, you say, no, I have made up my mind. I'm not going to get into any such relationship with any man. I have what? Made up my mind. You are not yet dead. Don't worry. You will see some kind of men that will break that your mind made up. If you call them Satan, tomorrow they will buy flour and come back. And they will find out the color of flower, the color you like. Whatever you do, they will come back. One day you see you that is saying, that your mind that is made up will come down. But when you know you, I am dead to ungodly relationship, I am dead to fornication, to kissing, to romance, all those, I am dead. So when they are coming, all those kind of temptation coming, you don't tempt a dead man. You don't tempt a dead man. What kind of temptation will a dead man fall into? We are dead as far as sin is concerned. That is the only way to be free from sin. Oh, brother, uh, there is a, a, a document that everybody in this office must sign. 
They say, if you don't sign it, you will lose your one month salary. And next month, if you don't sign it again, you will lose your job. And they come to you. And they are telling you to sign. You say, no, 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 I'm a Christian. Say, Chris, Chris what? The pastor of uh, the other church that is um, working in the, the same office, he has signed you. I see you are a Christian. This person will call you talk. The other person will call you talk. If you understand what we are talking about, you know what you are going to tell them. He tell them that it's not, it's not that I don't want to sign this. Eh? The only problem I have is that I am dead to signing this kind of thing. I don't, I don't get me. He said, but you are going to lose your job. Have you seen a dead man that is working? It is no longer me that is coming to work here. It is Christ. So if you sack Christ and he, he stops coming to work, you are the one that will lose. <laughs> you are not getting me at all. Are you getting me? It's not say they are threatening somebody. That's why you are compromising your faith. Doing what you are not supposed to do as a Christian. No. I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. Christianity is about warfare. We fight silently. We fight violently in the place of prayer. We are strong. That's why in Ephesians 6 verse 10, when Paul wanted to talk to the Ephesians about spiritual warfare, the first thing he began to say is, finally brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the grace. Because if you are not strong, you can't. You can't. Pressure will come. This person will speak against you. You have to keep standing on that which is correct. Amen. So, you must count yourself. Look at verse 12. Verse 12 said, Do not let sin... Reign over your mortal bodies. I'm talking about Romans 6, verse 12. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal bodies, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Now, it was not sin that was crucified with Christ. Rather, it was I that was crucified with Christ. So sin is still alive, going about, looking for who to capture. Eh? Because if you are not careful, you will think it is sin that was dead. So you say, I am dead, and sin is also dead. Sin is not dead, though. That is why, when the Bible says, let not sin, is giving you a walk. Is giving you what? What is the work? A work of being a watchman. Don't let anybody enter this hall. Have I given you a work or not? And you have to be at the gate to ensure that stubborn visitors did not come in. Because there are some kind of people that you'll be telling them don't enter. Maybe when they are coming, you say, hey, hey, 
Who is entering? They say nobody should enter this hall. And the person will say, okay, ewo, I'm sorry. And he will leave. That's one kind of human being. There is another kind of human being that when you are saying, okay, they said nobody should enter. Hmm. What is hearing is that people should enter. They say, ta! Who, who said that? Ta! Who said that? <laughs> and it was just coming. That's very stubborn kind of people. So for you to stop such people from entering, you have to be at the gate. So when you are telling them, nobody should enter, you are doing like this. Eh? They say nobody should enter, and you are even coming out. <laughs> because if he sees a space by your side, as you are still saying nobody should enter, he will still take advantage of it and enter. Sin is such a stubborn person that you have to walk here. So that do not yield yourself to God. Okay, yield yourself to God. Do not yield yourself to sin or your members to unrighteousness, but yield yourself to God and to righteousness. That one is talking about consecration. You have to consecrate your life. There's this song that we used to sing. Take my life and let it be consecrated Lord to thee. Take my moment and my days. Let them flow in cease. Don't yield your members. Your members is talking about parts of your body. Your eyes, your hands, your leg. Don't yield them. Don't give them to sin. Eh? But yield yourself. Present yourself. Dedicate yourself. Consecrate yourself to God. As those that are alive from the dead. And then your, me- your members, the part of your body, as aid of righteousness unto God. It's a walk. To know that all I am, my hands, everything is not my own. It belongs to him. I can't use this hand to slap. Have you seen men that are beating their wives? I'm asking you a question. Have you seen or heard about believing husband, believers that are husband? That are beating their wives. I have heard. I've not seen, I've not caught one where he's doing it immediately, but I've heard. Why is he raising his hand to beat his wife? Because this hand has not been consecrated. If this hand has been consecrated and dedicated to God as an instrument of righteousness, Beating your wife is it righteousness? So the hand is not yet 
dedicated as an instrument of what? Righteousness. So, it's still an instrument of beating. Men that are in the house, can you raise your right hand? I know you will not use your left hand to beat your wife or your future wife. If you, are not, if you don't have a wife, you are, and you know you are going to have a wife tomorrow, raise your hand. I'm talking to brothers. You don't have a wife now, and you hope to have a wife tomorrow. Raise your hand. Raise your right hand. Say after me. This hand is an instrument of righteousness. Not an instrument of beating. <laughs> Do you understand the, the thing we are saying? Don't use any part of your body. When you now carry your eyes and you are watching something that is dirty, is this eyes now being used as an instrument of righteousness? You are using the eye as an instrument of sin. You have not dedicated your eye to be an instrument of righteousness. You need to say this eye you cannot from now watch anything that is ungodly. You are now an instrument of righteousness. That's consecration. If your ear is still hearing gossip, somebody um, is telling a story and you got interested in the story, you know, Gossip these days are of two types. There is offline gossip and online gossip. You need to understand that we are in an online generation. So, everything that is offline is now what? So, you must understand. Because sometimes you may not be going to somebody and say, Hey, which one happened? Did they say that my man Kechi beat Papa Kechi? Now, but you are searching for gossip online. You need to dedicate every part of your body. But remember, remember, as those that are alive from the dead. Because if you don't have that background, and you are saying, this hand will not beat my wife again, these uh, eyes will not... When you finish saying that, you will do it again. Why are you saying that this hand? Because this hand is not the hand that used to beat her before. The one that used to beat her before has been what is dead. So this is a hand that is alive from the dead. Verse 14. Let's read together one to go. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. Sin shall not, ha- shall not rule over you. Why? Because, look, look at it, sin has capacity to rule. Give me um, John chapter 8, verse 34 on the screen. John 8, 34. On the screen. Mm-hmm. 
Let's read it together. I want to go. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. What if the person is a bishop? Think before you talk. I didn't say if the person is an ordinary member. I say that commits sin. Bishop? Servant of sin? No, bishop is a servant of God now. Who is saying that? Jesus answered. Verily, verily, I say unto you, sin is not an action. Sin is a master. And anybody who commits sin comes under the, the, the dominion, the, the rulership of that master called sin. Whosoever is telling so Paul, and not says God because no man can serve two masters. As long as you are a servant of lying, you you know sometimes it's just that God respects people. Just respects people. And we have East, we want to introduce them. We have this man of God is a servant of God, this woman of God. As the person is still talking, a voice will roar from heaven and say, Shut up! He is not my servant. He's a servant of masturbation. He committed it last night. If that kind of thing is happening, I think people should be more careful with sin. Are you getting me? Or somebody came and said, I want to testify to the glory of God. How the Lord made me to pass my wayek. And as he still is sharing the testimony, then something appeared clearly on his forehead. He shitted in the hall. And the person that is testifying did not know that the thing has appeared. He's still saying, my bread and God, this God is good. I almost want to shit too. <laughs> it's when he now finished the testimony and then come back and his neighbor said, do you know that something was written on your head? Me? Get me mirror now. God is just respecting people. Otherwise, the many people you think that they are serving God, they are not his servants. That's why he said, sin shall not have dominion over you. Sin shall not rule over you. Because sin has the capacity to rule, even after you have died. If you are not careful, it will still come in and master you. He said, why? Because you are not under grace. But you are not under the law, but you are what? And what does it mean to be under grace? I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. Grace is that Christ is the one living in me. Christ is the one that is doing it in me. It is no longer I, it is Christ. That's grace. There is always a reason 
for everything man does, how much more God? Why did God crucify us with Christ? Why? Why? There are two reasons for that. The first reason is that he has seen that the flesh self has become too corrupt for change. He cannot change again. Nothing he can do again for self to become well. So he has to take it out of the way and replace it. It is it that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. God is saying, I have no profit from the flesh. It is spirit of quickness. The, the flesh profited nothing. If you are doing a business, first year, no profit. Second year, no profit. Third year, no profit. What are you supposed to do to that business? Away with this business. It profits nothing. It's a loss all through. The flesh, self, does not give God any profit. And that is why he has to do away with it. By hanging it with Christ on the cross. It's too corrupt for change. Is there a living Bible in this house? Read for me, if you are there, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. Living Bible. Where are you? Media, do you have it in your... Okay. Throw off your old evil nature. Ephesians 4.22 This is not living Bible, John. No, it can't be 24. Yes, continue. The old you that was a partner in your evil ways. Uh-huh. Rotten through and through. Full of lust. You are reading it. Be confident. And sham. The old you is rotten. Through and through. Rotten. Is corrupted by lust and deception. The old you is rotten. If you want to eat food in somebody's house and as you are about to start eating the eba and the soup one of the sons of the person the person is not in the parlor he went inside and then you are in the parlor and one of the sons came and said this food is poison though just lower his voice and said it <coughs> what are you going to do? We used to eat that soup. What if, as you say, okay, I'm not going to eat again. And the boy say, no, 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 it's not poison. 
Will you still eat the soup? You know, as long as the issue of poison has come up, whether you are saying you are playing or you are not playing, you have decided no more eating. But assuming that it is poison truly, and you want to recover the soup from the poison, please, what is the process? How can you recover the soup from the poison? What is the process? There's no... Who read chemistry very well? Is there any purification uh, technique? Crystallization, all those kind of things we read doses, that can be used to separate the soup from the poison. Any, anyone? That was how self has been corrupted, rotten, through and through. That there is no way you can separate the flesh from sin. That was why and how God said, this thing is useless. And he committed it to death. He committed it to the cross. There is nothing to do again to the flesh, to self. Everything that he thought about self as is finished. So it must die. As a reason he handed over self to the cross. If there is a hope of something to be done and rescue the flesh, he would have done it, but there is no hope. That was why Paul said, I am repeating it again, in Romans 8, uh, 7, 18. Romans 7, 18, you know what Paul said? He said, for I know that in me, get me NIV, I know that in me, that is in my, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. In me, in my flesh, there is no good thing that is inside it. For I know that in my flesh, no good thing dwelleth. Why is it taking your time? I think, okay. Let's read it together. One, two, good. I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. I say, there is nothing good. Nothing good. When they say that nothing good is you, you are good for nothing. Am I correct? Tell you something, whether you will accept. <laughs> tell him, tell him what you want to tell him. <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> Paul said, I came to a knowledge that is very serious. After several years of experience, I came to know. You see, that's why he has to abandon himself. So when the Holy Spirit speaks, you now say, Holy Spirit, you are the only one that I know that can make me good. For this flesh that I have carried for years before I got born again, there is nothing good there. It becomes easy to deny the voice of the flesh and to accept the voice of the spirit and to follow it. Amen. The second reason why we must, uh, why God crucified the flesh 
is that we cannot bring forth fruit of righteousness unto God unless ourself dies. Let us read John 12, 24. John 12, 24. Are you there? Let's go. Let's read King James first. Get King James. Okay, let's read. One to go. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Who is saying that? Jesus. There is no fruitfulness to God except by death. If the flesh does not die, we cannot be fruitful to God. Simple. And God knew. That's why he committed the flesh to be crucified with Christ. On the cross of Calvary, when Jesus was hanging, there were two thieves that were hanging there with him. Do you remember? Let's read it from the Bible. Matthew 27, 38. They were crucified with him. Matthew 27 verse uh, 38. Then we are two thieves crucified with him. One on the right hand and another on the what? So we can say that you know we, ha- we have been saying the same thing. I am crucified with Christ. Our own is we are referring to. But these two people we are their own is life. They were crucified with him. He was hanging and they were hanging too. Look at verse 44 of that same chapter. Matthew 27, 44. Let's see what happened there. Are you looking at it? The thieves also which were crucified with him. What are they doing? Cast the same in his teeth. You need to read another version for you to understand what they are casting. How did good news put it? I think I have to be using hard copy Bible. This thing is making me slow. So get all these versions so that I'll be running faster. How did good news put it? I think there's a confusion this side. It's John 12, 44 that is here. Instead of Matthew 27, 44. Can you read good news, please? Uh, I want to forget. If you are interested, you can continue. Let me... 
Matthew 27, 44. Uh, even the bandits who have been crucified with him, they insulted him in the same way. Even the thieves, the bandits, are you noticing that bandits did not start with Nigeria? That we are crucified with him, they were also insulting him on the cross. Two, two of them were insulting him. Now, can you imagine why somebody is crucified with Christ and instead of him dying, he is still talking on the cross? Insulting somebody. So, it is possible for somebody to say, I am crucified with Christ, but refusing to allow the cross to kill him. That was the case with these two thieves. Eh? Instead of allowing the cross to kill them, they are still on the cross talking and joking and laughing. That's what many of many believers are doing. Though we are crucified with him, but we are still alive, very much alive. You know, when whenever whenever somebody is dead, people don't believe until they are confirmed, the person is confirmed dead, isn't it? Uh-huh. So if somebody die in the house, the best thing that they normally do is to carry the person to the hospital. And many doctors will tell you to wait at the gate or wait somewhere, don't enter, so that you don't claim that the person died here. You just come and check whether the person is still alive. If he's not alive, he will tell you that this is confirmed dead. And I think they are paid for their service too. Eh? To be confirm somebody dead is a work, so you have to pay. Even though you'll be crying that the person had died, but you have to pay somebody who confirmed. Amen. Now, that's, and if you want to confirm somebody dead, there are things you will shake. Before medical science came up, how does holding people shake that somebody has died? Before they bury. Eh? There are places you will touch the person. If he did not respond, you now know that this person is dead. So when you say, I am dead, I am crucified with Christ, then you, you have to allow the people around you, in your place of work, in your family, to do what? To confirm you dead. They have to touch you. They have to take what belongs to you without your permission. When they take what belongs to a dead man without his permission, what does he normally do? Eh? Because he's dead. So there must be a confirmation. We are talking about being crucified with Christ but not dying they are dead with Christ but you are still much alive a woman was in a bus and had problem with the conductor and the driver and they were all quarreling at the time the woman said "Ah, why am I even quarreling with two people I am dead I am crucified with Christ 
So from that point, whatever the conductor and the driver says, the woman will respond, I am dead. And they now ask her, if you are dead, why are you, why are you talking? Does a dead man talk? She said, all I know is that I am dead. A dead man does not respond. And if it is no longer you that lives, but Christ that lives in you, then it should no longer you that, that should respond. It must be Christ that will what? That will some time ago. We are in the drive and they are drive so angry. I was very angry. Boiling inside. Now, you'll be then a, a time troll will go out of control. You will now vent. You will release social off both ones that has accumulated. Loud enough. To do the moment talk, just get him say something. Even if like I, with my boy came down and went home. Say to God, did you see what it to me now? And God said yes. That it just that it was not to me as I have died. It is now living in me. So you now ask me what somebody did I don't know whether you are getting me at all. You know, do something or direct me to pray it one dangerous. But it was like you should allow me for you. The Christian life is not our guide. It is that should respond. That should everything. That just the Jews, therefore, because it was depression that upon us on the Sabbath. Sabbath day was an high day. This might be broken. And that they might be taken away. Came the soldiers and break the order which we are crucified by Jesus. And was already they do. They are renting the world, the people around you. They are crucified with Christ for our life. So when they come, they will start struggling with. Let me ask you when they want to break the leg of will the person struggle or will just. Eh? You're not answering. Even when you want to. If I will say, I saw. You will still see the fowl struggling with the word system. When it was already there, we don't need to struggle with that. And it's as a result of the fact that you are serious. Even though you, you say and claim that you are crucified with Christ. That for a, a, you will see in Matthew 27. You know what I mentioned eh? on somebody and they don't want to Give the person. Now, verse 33. Okay, let's start from that. Oh, yes. And when they were come unto the place called Golgotha, that is to say, a place of a skull. Are you following me? Look at your neighbor. Something, what you are bringing. And come unto the place called Golgotha. That is to say, a place of the verse 34. They gave him a vinegar 
And when he had tested, he will not drink. He will drink it. The most and I don't know why. Those works is a custom. Anytime they want to clear a god and a state diet. That's why the thieves we are talking and laughing. They have drank enough. When they finish drinking, they give me, a, give me another cup. Got drunk with so when they are in their hands, they were not feeling it pain anymore because they have mingled with God. But Jesus will not drink because the power of the cross put it down. The power of God and the painless cross is no cross. If it is not painful, it cannot be suffering. So our cross of Christ, the pain cross, what it is, any attempt, attempt to avoid the cross, and you defense mechanisms only you disrespecting you for the cross for the life of Christ. You know what we are doing is the way we must be crucified. Don't forget that the painless cross, cross and the power of the cross. Don't forget it. So that's in you. You get that that you you are just bearing the cross of Christ. The, and that that is the pain in the self. Do you understand? Don't retaliate and allow the pain to practically put itself to death. That is how to practically die. By all manner of persons to come down from the cross. Do you remember? The soldiers said, uh, Yes, come to the cross. The chief priests. Now, even the thieves that we are crucifying cross. That is what comes to in Jesus. Why did that temptation? The power to come down. Out of God. Why and how? Cause him to know that the cross is the will of Please pay attention. Because he went to the cross. Remember. He prayed, say, Father, let this cross not my will, but what we This of the cross. What he wanted, he was only afraid of dying, and dying is not the will of so, That was the essence of praying. You know, you hear from God, and when they again, again, and again, so that this is the will of it. The Father put the cup for me. Shall we eat? Let this cup pass. So, if I use the cup of suffering, the cup of the cross. So, at that point, now sure. So, when they are telling him, if you are the son of God, he said, no. The cross must, I have observed that this is God's will. Brothers and sisters, do you know the will of God? The will of God is that that your neighbor eh, will do something against you. And that thing will paint you with that. It's the will of God. That's the only tempting you. Sometimes in your house, all your siblings will turn against you because you are born again. How many of us have experienced that kind of thing? Can I see your hand up? All your siblings or people at home with, if you are not experiencing persecution from your brothers and sisters, from your people at home, just know that you are unborn again. If who are not born again as brothers, sisters, parents, and they are not that are religious. These days, people go to history, go to adoration, and where they will know who is killing them and who is not killing them. I'm not talking about religious activity. Fruit, you shall know them. And the pain have with. 
if you are mean by any of the unbelief, your own faith has question marks somewhere. For not persecuting you, then you are not a believer, you are not a disciple, you are not a entity. You have not come out before them one day, maybe as you are waiting for lectures, and said this Lord, and you are hiding. And I forget. He said, Whosoever shall be as member, into come at me, let him deny himself and to take up his cross daily. That's what we are talking about now. What does it mean to take up your cross daily? Expect to come because not saying because it's or carelessness. It's not when you say this you, but it's for you. It's supposed to always it. They sack you on a guy. The blameless will come to end. And for the sake of the difference between that and is talk loud if you know it. You see cross. Whether you see any other thing, chapter it is only to believe on him, but also to what to suffer for his sake. Say neighbor, tell me three sufferings you have suffered for the sake of Christ since you are born again. to you it is given is a gift is a gift suffering is a gift not only to believe on him but also to suffer for his sake what does he mean to suffer for the sake of Christ you block are inflicting on you just because you are born again look at mark 10 verse 28 Mark 10 verse 28 Are you there? Then Peter began to say unto him Look we have left all and have followed thee And Jesus answered and said Verily I say unto you There is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. So you leave these things for two reasons. One, what is the first reason? For the sake of Christ. What is the second reason? For the sake of the gospels. Then verse 30. That person, he shall have and hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with what say it loud with what if you are the kind that underlines things in your bible can you underline with persecution just underline with persecution it's looking silent but that is the most important Freeze in that whatever you left you will have them but with persecution now let me ask you you say whoever you have houses brethren land this one who do you think will persecute you your house will persecute you your land will persecute you you are not following me when you leave your land to follow Christ your land will start persecuting you share 
When you leave your house to follow Christ, your house will start persecuting you. Who from this passage will bring persecution? If you know it, talk. The people you left, they will start persecuting you. Why did you leave us to follow Christ? I remember some years ago, a pastor that was attending our discipleship class. And then, he was sharing with me the persecution he is suffering from his people. What was the persecution? One of his sisters married before and divorced and want to remarry. So they call for family meeting and they are planning, trying to uh, plan for the marriage. So he stood up and read Luke um, Matthew 19 where Jesus said that whosoever divorces his wife eh, and remarries is committing adultery. And whoever marries the one that was divorced is also committing adultery. And you don't commit adultery alone. You commit adultery with the person that you marry. He said to them that based on what Jesus taught, that um, this marriage is not correct. That the first marriage is what is correct. Before he finished, you know, they will not allow you to finish saying that before they will shout you down. As he's still talking, they shouted him down. And, you know, chased him out. Warned him seriously and stopped talking to him. He said, according, he said, as of that time, nobody is talking to him again. All of them. Because he wanted to follow the word of God. And so persecution came from his people. He wanted to do the will of God. And so persecution came. Jesus said, number one, you know, that this verse is preg- uh, this uh, passage is pregnant with many things. Number one is, Peter said, we have left all to follow you. That is to say, you cannot follow Christ until you have left all. That's number one. Uh, ten. Number two, you must leave people and leave things. Because in the things he mentioned, he mentioned things. And the two things he called are the two most important things in a man's life. His land and his houses. And then, father, mother, brother, sister, wife are the most important people in somebody's life. So he just summarized the most important things and the most important people in a man's life. As a sample of the fact that you must leave everything to follow him. And now, when you begin to follow him, it's going to be persecution. There's a passage that some of us, I don't know whether you know. Jesus said in Matthew 10, please let's read it, verse 34. Matthew 10, 34. He said, Think not that I am come to send peace on the earth. I came not to send peace, but what? A sword. Verse 30, 35. For I, I am come to set a man 
at variance. Where is good news or living Bible? The simpler NIV. Verse 35. Yes. I came to set sons against their father. Who is talking there? Who is, you are not talking. Who is talking? Jesus said, Can you start from verse 34 again? Good news. Uh-huh. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the world. Some of you are thinking that the reason why I came is so that I will bring peace to the world. Is that not what some of you are thinking? You say, No. Uh-huh. No. Me, Jesus. I didn't come to bring peace. Uh-huh. But a sword. Brothers and sisters, what do you use sword to do? To cook soup. To fight. I came to, br- to, to bring a, a weapon of warfare. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I came to set sons against their father. It is in Igbo. Go ahead. Daughters against the wait. By the time your mother, as a sister, you know, maybe you have been following her before, and she has been buying all kinds of uh, indecent dressing for you. You know, sometimes the world system is terrible. That's the next topic we are going to do before break. You know, the things they do, eh? I don't know where they got it, but one thing I know is that everything the world does opposes the word of God. So by the time you begin to change and your mother is buying things for you, for you to live the way you used to live before, and you start rejecting them, you will notice that the daughter and the mother will be at variance. Am I correct? Yes. And then, one man will come to marry you with three jeeps. The man has three jeeps. And your mother said, my daughter, it's already clear that after the marriage you have one jeep. So, please, this man is coming. Accept and you told your mother, if he is not the will of God, I will not accept. What do you think your mother will do? Fight will start. Jesus said, I came to introduce a fight. Yes. Continue. Daughter-in-law against their mother-in-law. 38. 38 uh-huh. Your worst enemies, because of me, will be the members of your own family. Excuse me, what kind of statement is this? Jesus is saying, your worst enemies will be the members of your own family. You know what he's talking about? When you set out to follow him, you will face persecutions from your family. And it is up to you to stand because if you don't stand and fall back because they are persecuting you, then the salvation that God would have used you to bring to them tomorrow, everything will be lost. 
Verse 37 now. Uh-huh. Those who love their father or mother more than me are not what? What does it mean to be fit? Have you heard about being physically fit? They are not fit to be my disciples. Those who love their son or their daughter more than me are not what? If you are understanding what Jesus is saying, can I see your hand up? You are understanding these things. Good. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You know, why we are going this way is for you to understand what it means to bear the cross. Because this is what will bring the practical death of self to reality in your life. So, if you remember where we started, we started with the fact that God has included us in Christ and has crucified us with him. And so, Based on the death of self, we are freed from sin. But that's not all. We are also with the new life of Christ to live out his life. Let me share some physical realities around this death before I will ask us to pray. Maybe for deeper and greater revelation of it. Now, listen to this. Who is in me now? Do you know who is in me now? Eh? Is it the person that was born many years ago? No. The person in me now is Christ. He's not a member of my family. The one that was a member of my family was crucified. He died. So, if there are causes that are following every family member, if there is a wrong foundation, you know what they call foundation, that is following every family member from Udeze's family, do you think that it is following me? Why not? Because the one in me now is not a member of that family. No, 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 no. You know your confusion. You are looking at the body. You are not looking at the content. You are looking at the container. The content is the reason for the container. And the content died and was replaced by a new content. Do you understand? So the real person here is Jesus. Are you following now? Now, what do you think if there is a hereditary sickness or disease? Let's say in my lineage, there is glaucoma or there is um, mentioned hereditary diseases. Eh? Sickle cell madness, all those kind of things that transfers from gene. Now, when I died, what do you think that happened to those hereditary diseases? Who is in me? You know the reason why some of you might still fall victim? Because you have not come to the realization that the person inside this body 
is no longer I, but who? In the Gospels, how many times did you read about Jesus falling into sickness of malaria, typhoid, and all of that? How many times? Maybe one of the days you are reading the Gospel and the Bible wrote, and it came to pass that the Son of Man fell sick and was rushed with an ambulance to the emergency um, unit of Nazareth, Nazareth Teaching Hospital. I was on admission, on drip, and um, whatever. And it came to pass that one of his disciples, Simon, brought food for him at the hospital. How many of us have read that? If that Jesus that lived in the gospel is not different from the one that is in me, please, how many times am I supposed to be falling sick and rising? You are not getting me at all. What was de- what about demons? They no- they used to attack him then, isn't it? Eh? When he's sleeping, the demons will come and hold him, and they will be crying, "G G, yam yam G." Eh? No. What he does was when the demons see him, they will shout. And go. And when you want to cast, so if it is he that is here now in me, what do you expect? What do you expect? For me to be a suffering attack? Are you getting me at all? You see, what we need to pray now is a revelation. A revelation. Let my eyes be open to see that I am dead. My old man is crucified. It is no longer I that is here, but who? And then I have to really allow him to operate. You know, when we do things, we do it with that consciousness. When we pray for people, when we bind demons, when we bind Satan himself, we do that because we know that it is not me, it is Jesus. This is the greatest mystery of Christianity. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Rise on your feet and pray. Ask God to open your eyes to see that on the cross of Calvary, the old man, yourself was crucified and was replaced by the new man. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Pray and pray well. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website www.calvaryonline.org For testimonies, counseling and prayers you can send an email to calvaryrevivalabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999 You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels.